Welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. I'm Jacob Birch. With me with a special short opening day, way too much news in 24 hours uh, episode is Eric Steven. Remember uh, when we thought, what if the Dodgers traded for Mookie Betts and he never played for them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's, uh, we, we, you and I were joking right before we went on. You and I ta- agreed to this episode on Monday, thinking, eh, it'll be opening day, it'll be a nice quick episode, game recaps, don't take that long. And then we got a season's worth of news <laughs> in less than 24 hours, it felt like. I guess exactly 24 hours, probably. I would say since, so Mookie Betts was, they traded for him in February, and like since then, there hasn't been anywhere close to this level of total news that we've had in the last forty-eight hours. So like, yeah, good yeah. times. So, so we're going to talk weird. about yeah. everything, uh, but only a little bit. We are going to keep it a short episode. Uh, we promised that to me. We promised that to my wife. We promised that to our editor. So we're going to do that uh, next week on Monday. We'll do a full episode. We'll um, really tease these things apart. But we're going to talk. Uh, contracts. We're going to talk opening day. We're going to talk weird new playoffs. We're going to talk about sad Kershaw news. We're going to talk all about that after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So where do you want to start? Okay, so let's let's go into somewhat chronological order. Uh, You know... Like you said, we were planning for like, hey, this this week is like opening day week, right? And the, mm-hmm. the Dodgers had the special, they were one of two games on this Thursday, and the rest of the league's opening up on Friday. So they, it was kind of like on a pedestal of sorts, like you got Nationals, Yankees first, and then Dodgers, Giants second, and they're like the only thing on, it's only ESPN, so... Um, yeah, and then, so everything's sort of geared toward that, right? Like leading into that, and then... And then, so I guess Tuesday night was the last exhibition game for the Dodgers, and Mookie Betts didn't play um, that one. And uh, Dave Rose, oh, we're just giving him an extra day. Well, it turns out the reason he didn't play is because he was taking his physical uh, because he signed a contract extension with the Dodgers, uh, which was official on Wednesday. Now, Jacob, I, I know you you've seen like the details of the deal, but what? Can you t- before I say what it was? Can you tell me your initial reaction when you saw, like either the length or the total amount of the deal? 
So it was um, weird because so I I have been on I am um, taking care of my kid or responsible for the kid during the night hours right now. My wife and I are sleeping in shifts, so I woke up at four I think Ooh. to our uh, our friend Craig uh, yeah. text <laughs> saying something like uh, uh, Kershaw wanted to play for uh, your your daughter for a lot or it's Kershaw uh, Mookie wanted to play for your daughter I'm getting ahead of my news uh, yeah. for a way more longer and I'm like what oh no and I went to Twitter for the first time uh, in a while um, and uh, it was I, I guess I, I was not as surprised by the length as much after the Bryce Harper deal. After the, uh, yeah, I think I was surprised it happened this early with all of the uncertainty that that was surprising to me. I was excited. I think I've mentioned on there. I have a bet with a Boston Red Sox fan friend friend of mine who's a f- fan of the Red Sox uh, for a fairly expensive bottle of liquor if um, Mookie resigned with the Dodgers. So this was really <laughs> exciting for me for for multiple reasons. Um, but no, that uh, like that's a lot of money. But it's for arguably. Uh, but an easy, arguably the second best player in baseball. So I don't know. It, it kind of seemed like a completely fair deal for both sides, which is often unusual. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I think it's it's still like a sticker shock to me. So it was it was twelve years, three hundred sixty five million, which is fun to say out loud. Uh, and it starts next year. So he's uh, with the Dodgers, or the contract runs through two thousand thirty two, which is an insane like year to think about. Like <laughs> that, given that was definitely when yeah. you put it in context. I'm like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. And, oh yeah. And then another thing, because yeah, you're well, there's a couple things there. One that seems so far off, it, and that implies that 2020 will actually end at some point. <laughs> so, so like, uh, but then also, then you're like, wait, how old am I going to be in 2030? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so you go, you do all that. Uh, there's going to be, I'll, I'll have something up on the site, but so it's 365 million. There's, yeah, I love like little weird details. But, so 65 million of it is a signing bonus, but it is like, it's like spread out over forever. So, it's a technical thing like you like for it's not considered salary it's a bonus and you're taxed like where you live and Mookie uh, Betts lives in Nashville there's no state income tax in Tennessee similar to Clayton Kershaw who lives in Texas so a lot of his deal was a technical signing bonus even though it's spread over the life of the contract uh so you save a little bit there but it's also like (laughs) I guess this never really came up as like a concern before this year but it's like protection against another pandemic. Like, so it's like less money. That's that's salary that could be prorated. Like if they have another shortened season next year or something like that. Um, but there's like also 115 million of it is deferred. I believe the AP report says uh, uh, the Mookie bets will be getting uh, paid through, uh, you know, some form annually, either in deferred money or like signing bonus money through 2044 when he turns 52. So, <laughs> hey, good good for him, man. Yeah. Like, uh, and like, I think that if you, I, I believe Ken Rosenthal had this, uh, so, uh, Players Union, uh, they, you know, sort of put all that into like present day value. And so they value the contract as the equivalent of a straightforward 12 year like i think it's 306 million which is about 25 and a half million a year i think i haven't seen the final calculation on that but that's so if you think about it from like a competitive balance tax right you're paying someone like 30 million a year on on nominal average but like for a luxury tax it counts as like 25 ish 25 and a half probably 
So, like, that's a little bit of a, a, a good move. And then Mookie gets a little bit extra because a lot of it is in uh, a signing bonus. So, it's you know, he saves a little that way. He, he loses money on the deferral, obviously, as opposed to just getting the money straight up, like, now or in, in future years. But uh, that's all part of the thing. But, yeah, I guess I was surprised only because, um, like, given how acrimonious the labor – like negotiations were in starting the season up, you figured like this winter is going to be brutal, but it's mostly going to be brutal for m- most guys. Like you knew like Mookie Betts was going to get paid somehow, but like in my head, I was thinking maybe it's like a seven year deal or like an eight, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're so they're like, it seems like everyone's like risk averse right now, or like a lot of owners are. They're like, well, this could, well, this this was bad, right? Like we we actually faced a year where we didn't make like a bajillion dollars, like so they they they, they can't handle it. So, <laughs> and, but and I'm, I don't I don't want to like discount that it's a huge like loss, you know, like just a relative like, um, you know, to to normal years. But like, yeah, it's just weird. Um, but yeah, it sounds like you know, bets. Uh, really likes it uh so far here and then and then the other thing is too he signed it before he played like his first game mm-hmm. and so like that's amazing like given like how relatively little time he's been with the team he already made a huge impression on them in spring training but also he was talking about how much he like he how everyone in the organization is like committed to winning and it's um he just likes the culture, and he's part of that culture now. And like, uh, and also the Dodgers were in a spot where they're like flexible enough to like handle. They should be able to handle this kind of a deal almost no matter what, anyway, because they're the, the big market team and stuff. But but um, they don't like right now in 2022. The only guaranteed deals on the books are um, are bets, uh, Max Muncie. AJ Pollock, uh, and oh god, I'm already forgetting. And oh, David Price. No, no, David Price. Yeah, David Price. And then in 2023, it's only AJ Pollock's player option and Mookie Betts. There's ARB guys and stuff who will get paid, like Cody Bellinger and Walker Bueller by then and stuff. But to have that little like of you know long term like guaranteed money on the books right now is, is puts them in a, a very good position at least to. To, they like they always said like Andrew Friedman over the years they they want to be able to strike when necessary to make like an impact move and this is obviously as as big of an impact move as you're going to make like unless like Mike Trout became available you know like <laughs> and, and so like to have him available for trade A to get him and then to him be willing to sign and you don't even have to go through the free agent process like honestly like it's a it's a good of a situation as they could possibly uh, have so it's great yeah i was um i thought the press conference was mostly sort of non-questions and non-answers but one thing i did find interesting is that friedman did mention that if this was a two-year contract and you know the high aav aav range they were looking at maybe they wouldn't have done it which is so opposite of what the dodgers kind of front office mo has been they've been they've always said they would love to give one of those silly like two-year 100 million deals or whatever um, but he mentioned that even with in the face of COVID, it, it's a 12-year deal that they felt that their sort of risk was in an odd way mitigated to an effect, even though you're sort of taking on risk on the, the back end of the deals. So I thought that was – I whenever he gives like a very sort of front office inside baseball answer like that, I always find it really fascinating. 
Well, and you think about it too, like the the TV deal runs through, I believe, 2038. So like even even all of this contract is still under that like TV deal that's still pretty industry standard in terms of like local TV revenue for teams. So like mm-hmm. that like that's where it sort of insulates them in the, in terms of like long term risk. And so I get it. And also, if you look at the salaries, the first two years uh, next year and and 2022, it's relatively low, 17 and a half million salary, whereas the other years are like 25 and then 30 and up. So like, um, yeah, it's uh, structured. So you can see why maybe you want to save a little now because there's a uncertainty, but also keeping your options open. But like so it helps out long and short term, I think. So should we move on? <laughs> was, yeah. Like I mentioned, we'll we'll be talking about yeah. all of these news uh, next week in, in fuller detail. You'll probably come up with a clever Dodgers rewind that somehow reflects all of this. Maybe Dustin May, maybe, you know, think yeah. about that. Wait, uh, we can rewind a current player? Is yeah, that a good, you know okay. what I mean. Yeah, I uh, And we'll have questions from Greg and all that. But let's, let's move on. Um, so setting the stage for opening day. Uh, we wake mm-hmm. up today. We're excited. It's going to be this really deep offense. Clayton Kershaw is going to be starting, uh, but the monkey's paw curled. Uh, I joked with you in a text uh, that uh, somebody wished that, that Dustin May made the opening day roster, and the, and the the paw curled. So, so yeah, yeah. So uh, the the opening day rosters were due Thursday morning at nine, and the first like it wasn't. I guess a well, it's a little bit of a surprise, like. They were sort of piggybacking uh, Dustin May with Walker Bueller, and because Walker Bueller is not as stretched out as everybody else, and, and the, so the thought was he could at least back up Bueller, but also they're carrying so many pitchers he could be uh, a long man if needed. Um, but then he was optioned, like <laughs> so he's not even on the roster. It's like, oh, okay, it made it made room uh, for Terrence Gore. They did add him as the speedster, as we talked about. Mm-hmm. But like, so that was the thing on um, you know earlier Thursday. Like, wow, okay, Dustin May didn't make the team. That's interesting, but, like, understandable. And then you find out, like, you know, Walker Bueller, uh, I guess, uh, he he pitched four innings on Wednesday in a simulated game. So he could probably go five in his start, and that's fine. Uh, and you could – they do have 11 yeah, relievers. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the, you're, 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 you could find a way to pick up those innings, I think. Um, so you could see what in a normal situation. But then we find out, like, uh, I want to say – it's probably four hours before the game. They, you know, just the the news went out. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, uh, back stiffness. He's on the injured list. He won't start tonight. Dustin May starting. Like, so he's back. Um, and then you're like, oh, wait. So, yeah. Uh, so that was like a big scramble. I guess what happened was um, Clayton Kershaw, while working out in the weight room Tuesday, felt something in his back. And they were, he, I guess he got, a, he felt a little bit better Wednesday. And they were, they, they, Dustin May was supposed to also pitch a simulated game along with Bueller on Wednesday, but they held him back just in case. And then by Thursday, this morning, I guess Kershaw was like, uh, you know, like getting a little better, but the training staff was like, no, nah, there's really no point to pitch him right now. Can't really do it. So put him on the DL, make it backdate in three days. Oh, see, God, yeah, I gotta get used to that. It's bad. It's it's forcing heaven. Yeah, but like, um, he could actually Kershaw could still pitch in that Arizona series next weekend if everything goes right. Obviously, but you know, back injuries, 
they never do. Like, you know, you can, you can never really know. Um, he's missed time on, I think, three different occasions with the back injury, and they were all, like, the shortest one was, like, three weeks. So just take that with a grain of salt. But uh, that's where they're at now. Um, so Dustin May, like, like oh, all of a sudden, surprise, like, you're starting opening day. <laughs> First rookie since Fernando, no big deal. And it's actually, like, May pitched last year, so, like, he wasn't, like, you know, he's not that green under the years, but this was his fifth major league start. Like, so really still young. He's only 22. Uh, he pitched pretty well. Like, his stuff was great. He hit 100 on one of the pitches. Um, his stuff was moving. He allowed, like, I think seven singles, but three of them were in the infield. So, like, it was fine. Like, he only gave up a run. And then, like, the bullpen was great. Like, uh, so, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like, like you said, this week has been, like, a constant misdirection. All week was going, oh, it's going to be opening day. That's all I'm thinking about. And then, oh, this Mookie contract. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, Mookie's first game as a Dodger. It's going to be even bigger because it's his first game of, like, forever. And uh, and you're thinking about that. And then, oh, wait, Kershaw's injured. And then, like, and then also this game, like, all Dodgers-Giants games are, like, always close into, like, the seventh inning. And so, uh, and this one was, it was one-to-one -one in the seventh. And then the Dodgers just sort of started grinding away and, like, uh, left the, the poor Giants relievers in the dust. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Did you get to watch any of it? So I listened to the first few innings, and then I was able to find uh, a feed of ESPN uh, to watch. Surely on the up and up, I'm positive. No uh, question. <laughs> Just because, you know, Charlie Steiner was doing Charlie Steiner things, like, mm. uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, lots of lots of talking about like COVID and stuff. Not a lot of play by play, so it was it was frustrating uh, uh, for a bit. Um, but yeah, I was able to watch most of it. Uh, you know, the team looks as stacked as we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Corey Corey Seager hitting doubles as you thought. Kike Hernandez looking good. Hopefully, once he can keep that up. Kike Hernandez at this moment is on pace for <laughs> 810 RBIs this season. So, uh, um, uh, only somehow only 60 home runs. That's strange after one game. You oh wait, I, I did the 162. <laughs> he's he, he's only on pace. He's only on pace for 300 RBIs. That's terrible. <laughs> what, what, I, what a hack! I had I had one opportunity to do the dumbest joke in the world and I screwed it up. Oh goodness. 2020 uh, is terrible. Speaking of 2020 and dumbest things possible, want to talk yeah. about this playoff structure? Yeah. Uh, first, I just before before we get to that, uh, so it looked for a little bit like it was going to be this close game, and then the go ahead run was scored by Mookie Betts on a ground out to second with the infield in. He was on third. He's really fast. Like you forget about that sometimes because he's a really good hitter. And it it does, was like, I, another text. I was on fire. I was pre prepping my show notes. Apparently, uh, it <laughs> was a little weird seeing Max Muncie hit lead off when you have Mookie Betts on your team. Oh, oh, okay. That was another. Speaking of misdirection, so Mookie Betts. Uh, I looked this up because I had expected him to bat lead off. He batted lead off. 
every spring game, every exhibition game in the summer camp. There's only three. But, like, Dave Roberts in the spring talked about he's most comfortable batting leadoff. I, with the Red Sox, uh, Mookie Betts batted leadoff in 72% of his starts. And, like, by far his, his most often position. And then the lineup comes out today and Mookie Betts is hitting second. But what they're um, with Muncie first, who also Muncie never batted leadoff. But, like, you, you know – Traditional like leadoff roles are oh Muncie doesn't steal bases why is he you know that that yeah. that's old school I don't care as much about that but so what they did um, is uh, they, they alternated left and right like all the way down through the eighth spot they have two right-handed catchers and like it, obviously it's an odd number so you're never going to go all the way through like that but um, and I think that's what they're going to do at least at the top uh, for a while. The Giants especially, like, so Johnny Cueto started today. I believe Samarja is going to start tomorrow. They've been really cagey about who their pitchers are, but I, I think they're going to use so many relievers that Dave Roberts is like, we just want to not give them a chance to have, like, a bunch of lefties in a row, like, at, at any point. So, like, um, I think that's the, that was the, sort of the reasoning around it, and Roberts said as much before the game. But, um, yeah, so it's it was weird. But, I, like I said, it, that stuff doesn't – tend to matter a whole lot it was no. just funny like seeing best bat lead just off weird, so often yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden he's batting second it's so, and yeah. especially like is it i know it's old school but max monksy in that old school vein not you wouldn't look at him go that's a leadoff guy right there no <laughs> right exactly oh god and so uh okay so uh the, the other thing that's this whole season is so weird like um you know they they negotiated for a few months on trying to figure out like the structure of the season and then the players and the owners couldn't agree so they said oh we're just going to use what we agreed to in march and then and then like don't worry the health and safety stuff we're we're pretty much down the road on that and then they like scrambled to like get that (laughs) finished over the last like week and like oh yeah this is really important we should do this and then so they get like the structure and the summer camps open and then like the season like is is upon us and like yesterday i believe the news broke where Hey, the union and owner, the union and the owners are still talking about like stru- changing the playoff system this year. What? Like how? how? And then, and they're like, well, they have to get it done like before opening, like the first pitch on Thursday night. It's like okay, and they did like so. Uh, the <laughs> they're moving from this is so, the start extra innings with a man on second of playoff system. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, they're starting from. Ten, they, okay. you, it's normally 10 teams, five in each league. Now it's going to be 16, 16 teams. Um, uh, so, so it's frustrating to me. I'm going to let you collect your thoughts and just say that one of the things I yeah. love about baseball loved about baseball was how important and long the regular season was. And this is really frustrating in regard. I, I did like the expansion of the wild card and the one game playoff. I think that's, I actually think we've talked about this a lot. It elevates the status of division winners, uh, which I actually think is really, really cool. And I think it was a really smart way to do it. It gets you a really exciting one game series. Really, really neat. Was really happy to have them cut it off at that. Um, I really hope this Mm -hmm. alongside starting runner on second don't stick. I really hope these are temporary measures. I have a feeling when we have playoffs again, they're not gonna. It's gonna be more than ten teams. I'm hoping it's not sixteen. Um, it's just yeah. egregious. Like so, yeah. I think like they have to negotiate to have it again again next year, right? They so like you can't just 
state like there's the fear same with the dh where once it's here it's not leaving yeah. right like so so that but like procedurally you can't just unilaterally do that but but i think also so the reason they're doing it is is money simply yes, i was about to say who's gonna like, say, the problem is is the people negotiating on the table are players and owners and maybe the players would fight a little bit for it because you know they they want the competitive teams to win they want to feel it's earned but in the end it's sort of an easy bargaining chip to give up i feel like what yes sort of and like what what it is is um so back in the negotiation process when they're trying to figure out the season and they were talking about adding all these things and one of the things the owners offered to the players was a guarantee of 25 million dollars for the postseason pool and the normal postseason pool is is completely d- derived from a, a percentage of gate receipts from all the playoff games. It's actually like the first um, it's the first three games of a five game series. It's the first four games of a seven game series. The reason they don't um, make it the entire series is because it incentivizes um, like keeping the series going longer to mm. increase my, and like you don't want to have you want to have that on the up and up. So Has that ever they happened? do, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never. Yeah. So, but the thing is, there's not going to be fans in the stands. Like there might be like some small semblance of them, but like that postseason pool is going to be nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, the, like last year's postseason pool, it's split among like all the teams. The the winners obviously get a bigger share, but last year was 81 million. So like that's what they're going off of like uh, and uh, to go from 81 million to nothing it's not everyone it's it's only the playoff teams but like that's a huge like you know the players are looking at it from like the total pie right and so they as part of the negotiations they were going to get 25 million they couldn't agree so they get nothing but then this uh, i think the reports on this are the players are going to get guaranteed 50 million the structure i think is still the same where uh, it's still based on gate receipts, but then if it doesn't reach, you know, fifty, they're going to get fifty million. So that's better than like nothing. And, and like um, ESPN is televised, so this creates uh, a, a a first round now, basically the the wild card round instead of like two wild card games. And it's it's eight best of three series, four in each league. Um, the way the seeding is going to work is. There's the three division winners are seated one through three by record. The three second place teams are seated four through six by record. And then the two teams with the best record in each league are seven and eight. So you could, in theory, get a, get a situation where it would be really hard to do this. I think it's easier with like, if there's three good teams in a division, but like you could have like the seventh seed facing like a, a two seed and having a better record than them in a, than a division winner, like, you know, some weird way, like that's probably rare, but like, but the more egregious thing is that it all but guarantees un, like under 500 teams making the playoffs right now you have, it's going to be 16 out of 30. That's, that's over half. It's, you don't want, don't need to do the math. Uh, you're going to get under 500 teams a lot. Last year, the Rangers were 78 and 84, they would have made it in this uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. And so, yeah. So, oh, the other thing is it's best of three that first round. No travel days, and every game is at the home as at the higher seed. So, like if you're if you're a five through eight, um, 
uh, seed, then you don't get any home games unless you win that round, and then you move on to the the normal like division get, series round. So the the incentive to have a great record is you get to play in front of all of your enduring fans, right? Is that the yeah the idea? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it's all weird. Like, and uh, I think so the I looked, most like, frustrating. Um, John Weissman talked about the tweeted about this a little bit. It's really frustrating that the division winners have almost no advantage uh, over a five hundred team. Outside of the, the home field thing, yeah, yeah. Like in a normal in a normal year when there's fans, there is is an advantage probably. I guess unless and it's not a, uh, it's not as long of a season, so I'm not I, like in yeah. the, our current situation. I'm not gonna if this was the system in a 162 game season, uh, I would be losing it. And and, and yeah. the state we are right now, whatever. I'll you know yeah. roll with the bunches. This, this is the giant petri this year where you're just like yep. Yeah, let's see if this works, whatever. And then, so Fangraphs being Fangraphs and being awesome, <laughs> they have already they have already updated their playoff odds with the new rules. And the Dodgers, they were already like over ninety percent to make the playoffs. Now they are ninety five percent to make the playoffs. <laughs> so like under the new system, but yeah, it's like it really helps a team like uh, the Angels, like really because they were like on the periphery of like. They, if things broke right, they could have been uh, one of the wild card teams in like the the normal regular playoff format we're used to. But like now, I think they are. Uh, yeah, they're they're fifty fifty seven percent to make the playoffs under this because they're like good enough to be a top eight, right? Like so, mm. like uh, yeah. So it's weird. Uh, and like who knows? And the other concern too is like a lot during the negotiations. Um, MLB was pretty strict on, look, we don't want to, because the players are like, let's just play more games and extend it into November and December or whatever. And MLB is like, no, we, <laughs> we, we can't, we can't play later because like, we're worried that like the coronavirus is like, or like, I think they kept saying like the second wave. It's like, well, the first wave hasn't died, but like, <laughs> no, uh, but like, um, they, they kept saying like, we don't want to, you know, push it too far because then you're really you know, you're dealing with this. And I guess the current format, um, cause like a normal situation, the wild card would be one Tuesday and one Wednesday on a season that ended on Sunday. And then the division series would start Thursday and Friday. Um, so the way this is going to work is I believe they're going to probably stagger it by league, but the, the two wild, the, the eight wild card rounds will be Tuesday to Friday of that first playoff week. And then they're going to like go right into the division series. And Manfred said, it's not really, they're still going to end the world series. Like at the same time, I, I would imagine it might be affected by like a day or two, or maybe they just cut one of the travel days or something. Um, but yeah, so like it doesn't materially affect it like in that regard, but yeah, this is a way to, for both sides to like get a little extra money. Um, and that's, that's kind of all it is. So yeah, it this is a lot has happened in like <laughs> like three days or it's really two days but like we, we recorded monday so like yeah what a what a weird what a weird time so yeah we'll we'll have more notes on all of that um my, if no i mean we have we'll have more games obviously we'll, we'll be able to talk to those um maybe a good time to do some reader questions we'll see we haven't done that in a while because what the heck were they going to ask about so <laughs> yeah exactly uh, also okay just uh, in in uh just to keep a streak going uh, i will ask you um kiki hernandez mm-hmm. um four hits five rbis uh, he hit a home run in this one uh there's only one other dodger who had four hits and five rbis at least those numbers uh, on opening day 
can you name him? Was it the O Dog? No. Cycle thought you know I went with yeah. it. Nope, I got yeah. I got nothing. Tapping out Duke Snyder. Ra- I don't know. Raul Mondesi, nineteen ninety nine. He would have been in two, my top thirty names. I would have shouted out probably. Two, one of the great games. Uh, uh, two late home runs, including the walk off to beat the Diamondbacks. So he drove in six. What okay. a game! What what year was that? Ninety nine. Okay. So yeah, uh, this is our little quickie uh, opening day Mookie Betts uh, extension uh, podcast. We'll be back with you next week, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about in a few days. See you then.